We're back with another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, sitting down with Chris Colston. We jumped right into his second time at Stoney's Rocking Country. This will be his first time playing, but his actual first time at Stoney's was part of his bachelor party with Co. Wetzel, Casey Donahue. Not sure we want to go too deep into that because, you know, if you know anything about Co. Wetzel, it was definitely a party. I'm not even sure that Chris Colston remembers that night too well. We talked about music, writing, singles, five beers, night in the country, LSU football, and so much more. Let's get to know. Chris Colston. So I gotta ask you now. Where do you see yourself in five Is it you and me hanging right here? Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes, Mr. Chris Colston in the house. What's up? Welcome to um, Stoney's Rock and Country, dude. Yeah, man. Excited to be here, dude. It's our first time playing here. First time playing here. Second time in the building. Yeah. Second. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We were, we were just talking a few minutes ago, and I remembered getting the phone call from someone that's friends with Co. Yeah. And uh, I w- it was a Wednesday night. The more yeah. I think about it, I could probably find the text message on my phone. And, right. Um, but um, that's neat that you came here. and. Yeah, man. It was our first time. I don't remember, you know. I was telling you earlier, you know, Co and Casey Donahue took me up here to Vegas for my bachelor party, which looking back was an absolutely horrible idea. But it ended up being good because we did. We stopped by here. We had some drinks. I remember it being pretty chill in there. I was like, man, this is a cool spot. And they were like, yeah, a lot of guys from Texas, a lot of artists come through here in place. So I was like, man, we got to get in here one day. And then finally we, I looked at my emails one day, got the offer. I was like, sweet, get to go this back and actually play instead of just drink and not remember everything. Who books you? Uh, WME. WME. Yeah. I think um, they sent me a list of stuff, and um, like I said, that Five Beers song. I've been, yeah. I've been listening to that for quite a while. Yeah. Let's talk about that song. How'd that song come to be? Yeah, man. So Five Beers came along, honestly, like, so I had already started the process of recording my first album, and it was in what we didn't know was going to be COVID. It was in 2020, and I was getting ready to gear up for my first album release and was super excited, and then, you know, boom, what happens? COVID hits, shuts everything down, and you know how it went. Everybody knows how it went. Everything was so just like, everything online was so negative. You know, it was all news and media, and everybody didn't know what was going on. So eventually, um, that was the last song, actually, that I decided to record on my album and my buddy Jordan Walker wrote it actually with a bunch of his friends. Gotcha. And uh, me and Jordan have written a ton of songs together since then that I've released and put out. And man, I just was like, man, we need a party song. We need something fun. Like I don't have anything like that. And so I recorded it, man. And we dropped a music video for it in the middle of 2020 and it kind of took off. And I really think the reason why, you know, was because what was going on in the world and everybody just wanted to see something well, they were consuming stuff, which I thought was really cool in right. a different manner. Our these interviews went through the roof, so I started yeah. doing some Zoom ones, right? And I just called them the Toads COVID Chronicles, and yeah. I just started like doing Zoom meetings with people and and um, interviews, talking, chat, whatever, and they came out pretty cool. People really started to like them. So yeah, dude, what a crazy time! I mean, there was artists doing songs about it, you yep. know, and <laughs> Tim Montana was one of them. <laughs> Him, I think. I, man, I, I think uh, Muscadine did some, Bloodline right. did some, and I think Luke Combs did a song, Six Feet Apart, or. Yeah. Something I was like, what a wild time, but crazy time. I think it, it opened eyes for everybody, though, really to see what sure. was important. And life is short, and yeah. what you can do and can't do. What did you find yourself doing most of the COVID times? Man, we were living. My wife and I were living in DFW area at the time, and uh, really just thankfully, thankfully we made it through without touring. You know, okay, mm-hmm. we had saved enough, and 
were doing okay, but, you know, unfortunately there was a lot of people that weren't. But we were just, honestly, man, about like everybody else, just kind of trying to figure out what to do next. Actually, we we probably played one of the last shows that was acceptable to be in public, like in Texas. Like, we were playing that show that night when all that stuff hit. Right. And everybody was like, you guys got to go. <laughs> you know, like, but we were just hanging out like everybody else. I played a ton of golf. A ton of golf, and I had had a publishing deal then, so we were Zoom writing. I was writing with people in Nashville back and forth, so that's how I was able to. Those had to be tough. They were. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I just you you think about it. It's it's when you start writing with people. First of all, that you you might not know your first your first meeting. It's a date, right? So you're just trying to fill each other out. But then you get in a room. There doesn't seem like there would be any emotion in the writing because you guys are in two different spaces and. Yeah, I mean, and some people feel that way. For me, I always liked them because I still live in Texas. Right. And so when I write... You're used to it, right? Right. So when I write with people in Nashville, of course, I can talk to anybody, too. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like I'm a pretty easy dude to get along with. So I liked them, but I do understand that aspect. A lot of the guys would be like, man, I just would rather be in a room and hang out, which actually, by the end of it, I was the same way. I was like, man, we're going to have to get some social interaction again. To get back to normal Right You know But yeah I loved them I'll still do them Every once in a while If guys you know My buddies are in Nashville Or in Georgia And they're like It's a Wednesday They're like Hey I got this idea You wanna jump on Zoom Like Okay But it's it's also easier Once you get to know them Right sure Because you you don't have to go through That feeling out part anymore first date phase On the Hell (laughs) yeah I used to always ask that question In the beginning Like what What I You learn I mean in a sense You guys are all there And um I always like to say that people that write music, they have a little something crazy going on because you're oh, trying to share your personal life with sure. and hope that people still accept you for doing it. Yeah. It's a tough I, one. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, I've learned that it was for sure easier to write songs with people that had kind of the same things in common with me. And then again, also, I've written some of my best songs with people that we have zero in common. They just, they know the vibe. You click right. Yeah, it's just, it's all about once you click. You know, once once you figure out, oh man, me and this guy probably, if we would have grown up together, we'll probably been best friends. Right. You know, you're probably gonna get a good song. That's right. And sometimes you don't, but most of the time it works out. I, I'm I'm gonna say that I've heard I've never met Co. Mm-hmm. I've heard some stories. Um, I'll just leave it at that. You got a lot of them. You got a lot we all of do. them. Yeah, I think you have to have a pretty strong liver, from what I understand. <laughs> hang out with that. Um, well, let's talk golf. Like, who's your favorite person to go on a golf course with? Who or who has been so far? Like, as far as like, just having a good time, having a good time. Because nobody likes a golfer that's way better than them. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's the tough thing. It's actually fun. I did have a good time when I was here with Co and Casey, but all three of us are so competitive, especially those guys, and I am too. Cause we all played sports growing up and everything. Right. So, but we still had a good time. I don't know. I'm just a couple of my buddies from back home. You know, that's always fun when we get like a Wednesday off or Thursday. We'll just head over to the course. But are you a pretty good golfer? I'm okay. I'm not anything great. Like I'm not gonna shoot. I'm not gonna shoot probably below a ninety right now. Right. But I have my good shots. You know what I mean. But I also don't play, and I just started in COVID, so right. I don't play all the time. I wish I was a fantastic golfer, but imagine, right? Oh my just God. imagine. Those you... guys are raking it in, but but when you play golf, it'll humble you because you realize why those guys are the professionals and you aren't. Yeah, I was just watching uh, this past weekend. I want to say they had a celebrity pro am out there, and I watched some of these guys play. Um, Steph Curry was playing, and he hit this ball, and it just went like the wrong way, the wrong way. Yeah. And it makes me not feel as bad right. because I go through my phases like 
my buddy Sparky and I will we'll go play. I don't drink. Right. So we'll get out there, and I get in my own head, and then it'll hand me a Twisted Tea. And I'll drink that, and then right. kind of mellows me out a little bit. And my game kind of gets a bit easier. But I'd say I get to like hole four or five, and I quit using my driver, and Sparky gets mad at me. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, he's I like, did, I did that last week. I got tired using my driver. I'm fixing. I was hitting my three wood way better, and yeah. I was striping it down the middle. Oh, I'm I like, just went straight to five iron. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works, man. As long as you get the ball in the hole, right? That's all that matters. Eventually, I go through phases. I have a little putting green in my backyard, and. uh we got a bunch of grass in the backyard, and I started doing this uh, chipping from the grass towards the house. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go over very well. I haven't broken anything, yeah. but when you hit stucco, it's not good. I was going to say, as soon as you blade one, you're yeah. going to be hearing it. That, and I've got uh, a metal garage in my backyard, so when you hit one of those, it's the loudest fucking thing ever. <laughs> the loudest. And I can't get away. We had this grass put in, and then, you know how you have to let the grass sit and grow for like two, three weeks where you go on it? Mm-hmm. Well, I went out there and, and took my pitching wedge, and I just wanted to send something over the yard. Yeah divot like just oh this, yeah this whole thing and i like look back in the house and grabbed it real quick set it down and no one ever knew which was kind of <laughs> yeah, cool right yeah i get lucky there like you that. Go. what's your favorite song you've been a part of so far man oh i've had so many i'd probably say my favorite one was with the same guy i was telling you about jordan walker we wrote a song about my daughter um she just turned a year old so it's just kind of a special deal man he we had this title and and we wrote it really really fast and he's got two little girls of his own and so he can relate yeah he can relate so much so easily is it one you released or you yeah it's out it's called boy like me it's actually the title of my last record got you okay um and it's just about my little girl man it's just kind of a heartfelt uh you know moment in our set like our live show that we just kind of bring everything down and i kind of tell people my story about you know having her and how much it changed me and stuff like that that's your only kid only one you done Man, I don't think so. Yeah, you I, want more? I, I think I want more. I think my wife and I want more. We want to try to have a little boy. Obviously, if we don't, we're totally cool because we love this little girl to death. Right. But it would be kind of cool for her to have a friend, you know, yeah. to run around with. Absolutely. You got to do that quick, right? She's already a year. Yep. She's already a year. So, I don't know. We'll see. It goes by fast. My kiddo just turned 15 oh last gosh. Tuesday. Yeah. No way. Little girl. How do, you, how do you feel? Tell us how you feel. Um. <laughs> Well, I would tell you the personality changes instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that something between 14 and 15, I don't know what happens, but somewhere yeah. along there, things. she's a sweetheart. She's a great kid. Yeah. But just a little bit of personality comes out with attitude, and then you just have to recheck them. And so everybody tells me that's coming. It is. And when you have a little girl, it's different. Yeah. It's definitely different. I have a little boy, too. He's not little. I'm sorry. I have a son, too. He's old. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, well, uh, to, to, to him, he's always your little boy for sure. Yeah, he'll <laughs> always be my little boy. That's <laughs> fucking sure, man. So tomorrow, uh, I mean, this will come out later, but you're going to be up at night, night, uh, night, night in the country yep. in Yerington. Yeah. Your first time playing that? First time, man. Would you say that that um, things are just coming around the corner for you? Like you're starting to get these big festivals and stuff like that? Because that's 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 huge, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm not. I don't know. It just. I just. I don't know. That's a great question. It's. Uh, they they keep coming and I just keep going with the flow. Right. And and it's really it's really cool and I'm super thankful and grateful for all these opportunities cuz I just wasn't playing stuff like this, you know, years ago. Obviously the goal would to be eventually, you know, that headline to headline it. those things yeah. because you know you never stop working, right? Like, Is this your first festival? Uh like like this size? Um no, we've done some big ones. We just did uh Country Jam in Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay. We did uh What's the big one in Wisconsin? Country Fest. All right. We did that one. Like John Party was on that one. Um, that was pretty cool. But yeah, they're just kind of they're just now coming in and just trying to soak it in, really, because 
you know, one weekend you, you do one of those, and another weekend you play the clubs, another weekend you might play a private party. Right. You know, it's just kind of ebbs and flows. I so. think it's neat that you're growing like that, man, and getting yeah. to do stuff like that and getting out with your friends, per sure. se, right? Yeah. Traveling around the country in a van with, you know, your band members, your Did buddies. you guys drive here? Oh, yeah. From where? We've been on the road. This will be our second week on the road. Where'd we, you play last night? We were... Or where were you last night? Oh, my night? gosh. Where were we last night? Well, we drove here from Idaho. That's... Do you play Boise or anything like that? Where were you West doing? of Boise. We played in Nampa. Oh, I know Nampa is. Yeah. Where'd you play there? Uh, we played at a big rodeo up there called the Snake River Stampede. Yep. Yeah, know all about it. That's funny. We have a venue in Emmett. Okay. Just just nice. outside of Nampa. Sweet. And it's it's nothing like this. It's like this, but nothing like right. this. Uh, it's called Stoney's Roadhouse. Okay. And it's half indoor, half outdoor. Nice. Uh, um, it's got two walls. That's it. There you go. Everything else is open. But we just had uh, Tracy Lawrence was playing there next Friday. Um, Ian Munsick played there two weeks ago. Two weeks prior to that, Diamond Rio played. Nice. We've got uh, Rodney Atkins going up there. That place, there's no walk up there. They're either going or they're not. I mean, it's right. it's, it's, a, it's event-driven. Kind of like Night in the Park sort of thing. People yeah. aren't just going to show up in Yearington right. for no reason, but that's yeah, rad. We actually started a, We started this whole run going. Uh, we had three shows in California, and then we went all the way up to Idaho, and then we're back down here to Vegas, and we go to Yearington. And then we go to Modesto back in California. Wow, yeah. And then it'll take us three days to get home to East Texas. So Wow. That's a that's a good run. Yeah. It's I mean, it's the first like legit amount of like two week tour that I've ever been on. Like like left on this date, didn't right. come home till this date. Not I just guess, a weekend thing, you know. I guess when I asked that question, is this the first time in your career that you're starting to really get out there and do stuff like yeah. that? This is what I was referring yeah. to. And it's like you're gonna be on the road for one hundred percent. That's rad. Yeah, this is it's it's cool, man. Like you feel like you're out there doing it once you leave home, you know. So now that you've played a festival and yeah. you've you've played the venues, what do you? I know that there's probably a difference in the two. Do you prefer one over the other? Man, it depends. I wish people would figure out that festival season would be way better in the fall. So it would yeah, be not so in the middle hot. of the damn summer. <laughs> but no, dude. I honestly, I love both. Like, of course, you know, every artist is going to love a festival in front of thousands of people, right? But at the same time. Like what we're fixing to do tonight at a club, it's going to be packed. Yeah, you know, and you're going to get all that energy right up in your face. It's and, a different vibe, right? It's it's two different vibes, two different experiences. But honestly, man, I don't I don't think I really love one more than the other. I think I love them both equally. Let's have some fun with writing, recording, and playing. Put yeah. those in order from one, two, and three. What's your favorite? Huh, writing, recording, playing. Man. I would say playing is my favorite for sure, like the live show. Right. Recording and then writing would be probably first. I mean, I don't, I love writing, but I don't love it as much as like when it's done, you know, that whole process is done. I get to go in and sing it and then watch people sing it back. Those last two are the best. Yeah. Always, I don't think anyone's ever pretty much like had the same feeling. Like really, yeah. Everyone's got one. Yeah, they, they. I mean, you so, might have one. The the record. I mean, the writing and the playing live kind of thing. Yeah. But there's a, most everybody I know loves the live. I mean, just because there's just nothing like getting the feedback from people. Oh, you see someone singing your song. Oh yeah, that you. And that's the. I think that's the most gratifying thing. Like knowing that, like you said, you walked into a room of maybe two or three guys or girls that you never knew before. And you had this idea that you had been thinking about for weeks, you know, and you flew to Nashville and you pitched it and then you wrote it. And then you show up in Las Vegas on a show at Stoney's and the song's been out six months and there's 
people on the front row singing that. Right. Like, it's pretty that's, cool. Uh, that's what probably keeps everyone hooked doing this. It's, I, this is a fair question since you haven't played at Stoney's yet. What's been your favorite place to play so far? Mm. Man, that's so tough. We've played so many venues. What place do you look forward to going back to? Going back to? That you have played. It's like one of those places that you just, yeah. like, when you see it on your schedule, you go, oh, hell yeah. Man, there was one uh, that was really cool in Mississippi. It was it was in Brandon, Mississippi. It was called, uh, oh, my gosh, now I can't think of it. We played there with Leonard Skinner, which was oh, wow. super cool. Like all, like all of Leonard Skinner? I mean, some of them are. Well, I don't, there's, yeah, technically there's no, like, original member Just the left. drummer. I think the drummer's the only one that's left. And, but it was. Uh, Brandon Amphitheater is what it was called. It was in Brandon, Mississippi. That place was awesome. My dad got to come because he was a huge Skinner fan. Pretty he sweet. doesn't get to make a lot of shows. Where's he live? But, uh, he lives in Tyler as gotcha. well. Okay, he's still but you know he's working man, blue collar. Worked at the same place for going on thirty eight years. He's retiring this year, so he's going to get to spend more time with his grandkid and hopefully come to more shows. He lives cool. close to you. Yeah, he into music at all? Like oh, yeah, he like is. he play and stuff like that. Yeah, he plays um, guitar and sings just for fun. He the you one know, that taught you? Um, yeah, he had a guitar and he my dad kinda taught me, kinda didn't. Like dad always played guitar at like if we went to like bonfires or friends, like friends' right. houses or whatever, he'd be drinking beer and he knew like two songs. That's all you, you needed. But, I, but everybody <laughs> was like, Gary, play this one song, you know? And so he'd always play it and then but yeah, and then I actually took lessons after I kind of figured out some chords on his guitar, you know messing that's, around on it but pretty neat i'm sure he's proud of you oh man i i hope so i sure hope so it's I'm, cool having him there you that's, know that's that's kind of one of those things i remember my mom i used to do shows uh at the house of blues here in town i would four wall and bring bands and my mom would come out to see what i was doing that's cool. and um that's kind of neat she's been here a couple times to watch some shows i've done some t- tailgates in the parking lot and she gets nice. to see thousands of people yeah. on something that we got to create and put together it's always neat when your folks yeah. are there to see that that's cool i mean that yeah definitely like coming from that aspect of like literally building it and putting the lineup together. Right. To watching, the, that's probably pretty gratifying. I like to tell this story all the time that I've had some TMs that have come through and the minute the artist goes on stage, they'll come find me and ask me for their check. <laughs> and I'll just be like, dude, like, come on. I'm a fan. Yeah. Right. I'm a fan. Yeah. So the show's over. I'll come find you. How sure. About, how about that? Sometimes I watch from the side of the stage. Sometimes I watch from the front. So, I mean, I just like to soak it in and I yeah. like to watch how people are like, what their expression is on an artist and, mm-hmm. you know, how an artist does in front of Because this is a different crowd. It's Vegas, man. Like, you right. can... I always like to say this. Um, everyone has a choice in Vegas of what they want to do. Because yeah. there's so much shit to so do here. So much to do. You can do anything you possibly think of in this town. For them to come here, it's a big deal, man. Well, yeah, and that's that's what I was saying. We pulled up and the parking lot was full, yeah. you know? And we are just like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, you got all these casinos, all these shows going on. Hey, they want to... People are here. They want to spend some time watching Chris Colson's show. Hell That's yeah. What I'm talking about. Are you a college football fan? Oh, huge. Team. LSU Tigers, baby. LSU. LSU Tigers. We grew up, we're like an hour and a half from Louisiana. So right. All of my buddies, I tell people this all the time, because my teams are so spread out. Like, none of them make sense, and everybody always thinks I'm a bandwagon. I'm going to tell you on here that I am not. I just <laughs> had different instances in my life where certain teams you know, sparked that sure. that love. But, yeah, LSU Tigers for college football and Saints, New Orleans Saints for for uh, for the NFL. Marcus Colston, he had the same last name as me. He's one of the best wide receivers for them. So Ever, just ask him. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, yeah, um, big football fan, big sports guy in general. Right. I'll pretty much watch everything. I'm a uh, I'm a Nebraska fan. Um, okay. I love Nebraska. Um, I love the programs they have in Nebraska. One of my friends that I went to high school with yeah. introduced me to them, and I just became a fan instantly. I loved the camaraderie they have. I love yeah. their fan base. I've been to home games, been to away games, and That's it's cool. like it's a totally different. Not a huge pro football fan. Just yeah. I haven't even been to a Raiders game here, and they've been here really? what, two years, three years. Never even been. Yeah, I don't care to. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, it's a different I, vibe, man. I, I like the Saints just because, like I said, the player and like I, I love Drew Brees too. He was sure, my favorite. He's a badass. I love watching him, but honestly, like I'm not going to be near invested into an NFL season as I am a college football sure. season. It's yeah, way more fun. Last night I was laying on the couch and had TV on, and I was flipping through, and the Ohio State uh, Georgia game came on oh, from yeah. last year. Right, and it's like eight minutes left in the game. My girl's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "This game's, this game is fucking awesome. What's going to happen right here?" And she's like, "What are you talking about? How do you know?" And I'm like, Be- "Because I watched it I last year, it. I know exactly yeah. what's going to happen." <laughs> yeah. And I'm not an Ohio State fan at all. Never have been. I hate USC. Hate yeah. Ohio State. Right. Um, but I just uh, that was just probably one of the one of yeah. the coolest endings. Midnight strikes. Yeah. Um, Georgia scores. Game over. It's like one of the coolest things ever. So, what made you a Nebraska fan? Just a friend from high school. Just, oh. just he moved here from Lincoln. Yeah. And I just would start watching games with him on TV right. and really ca- catching that vibe. And back then, I think the only team, like when I went to college, I went to UNLV. Okay. Uh, this is gonna, I'm old. Uh, UNLV won um, the national championship in basketball when I was there. Okay. So it was like 94, 95, okay. long time ago. I was born in 96. If that 92, makes you I think. Yes, there you go. <laughs> well, my son was born in 95. There you go. Um, so actually, it was <laughs> earlier than that. I'm sorry. It was way earlier than that. It was like uh, early 90s, 91, 92. Okay. But... Um, Randall Cunningham was played football yeah. at UNLV. He was a punter. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then he went to the Eagles. I yeah. lived in Jersey for three years, so then I became an Eagles fan. But uh, okay, I would go watch Ron Jaworski was a quarterback way back when, and yeah. then Randall King went th- and Randall King Randall C- Cunningham went there, and then when Randall went to uh, Minnesota Vikings, right. I started watching them because yeah. I just love the way that dude throws. There's something about yeah. his arm that He's was just. Great. So I got to watch that, and the, but um, Nebraska, man, you go to one of their home games or their away games, they heard. they travel, dude. They have the 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 running record for most sellouts and home games. They they smoke yeah. everybody. So we used to play um, every now and then. We still do. We'll go and play Lincoln or we'll play Omaha or whatever. And when I would do shows with Casey Donahue, he's really good friends with Scott Frost, right? Which I know he's not there anymore, yeah. but he was for a long time, and like it was crazy because we'd open for him, Casey in Lincoln. And then Scott Frost jumps on stage. Sings? Know? No, no, just like, you know, oh. hyping up the crowd kind of yeah, deal. He's like, right. this is my buddy, Casey. Because so oh, he's a god there. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, and his favorite band is Casey. Like, he legit, Scott Frost literally loves Casey Donahue. It's so sweet. Which is it's funny, you know, because you're just like, you got this guy. But anyway, yeah, so we he would show up. And I'm like, man, that's freaking cool. You know, he's a he's a Texas country guy. I had my fingers crossed that Scott was going to be able to do something, come from UCF and does undefeated yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, I was praying, but... Y'all, I had, y'all got a bunch of mix-up, a bunch of changes going on over there. I, I don't even... I mean, I pay attention, but I don't, because it's so frustrating. You go from the Frank Solich days to all the... I just... It's like you put people in there. Yeah. I don't know if they're not giving them enough time, or... Right. I mean, the recruiting's not the same, yeah. but that's... I went to a... Uh, I went to a Chargers-Chiefs game, and a friend of mine... Her family built the stadium, so oh, she, wow. she gave me her tickets, and nice. so I got treated like gold when I got there. Sure. The parking, this little pass—I mean, everything was awesome. <laughs> I left at halftime. I was bored. Really? I was bored. 
But you go to a college game and there's just so much going on. Man, it's just the energy. It's yeah, the tailgating pre yeah. is phenomenal, and everyone's yeah. for the most part everybody's cool. Yeah, I, the only time I'd probably go to a Raiders game is if they played the Eagles. That might be the only time I would go. Right. Yeah. Still haven't like I still haven't been to a game in Death Valley. My wife has. She's the whole family's gone. They went one time when I was on the road playing a show, and I was so upset. <laughs> and man, they said they just rolled up to the parking lot, you know, at Tiger Stadium and. There was these people there tailgating LSU fans, obviously. And they're like, "Hey, you know, y'all like gumbo jambalaya? Like, y'all just friendly? Yeah, yeah, just hang out with us. Y'all can all you can eat." And they made friends with these people, and now they're like trying to set something up where they can go. We can all go to another game and hang right. out with that crowd. And there's just something like you said about the atmosphere. It's the same way. I felt the same way when I went to my first Boston Red Sox game. And I'm a huge Sox fan. Yeah. So when we went there, it's just. Different than just going to a baseball game, you know. I, I watch on TV like when Penn State does a whiteout game. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, that's there's a nice. hundred plus thousand people in there, and you're right. just like, God to be there. And it's, I feel like it's only like right now for some reason with the power of social media, like everything's only getting bigger. Yeah, like those games are gonna get bigger. I mean, I don't know. It's just exciting. College football. Call it, yeah, there's something. We're not far it, away man. from it now. No, no, it's coming. I'm so excited. That's literally. I've got my friends that if they'll um, flip channels, my yep. buddy. It's the second week in a row. I'm going to talk to my about my buddy Ian. Ian will send me a text message, and all the all the text messages will say is they can't hear you because I yell at the TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I like do. They can't hear you. I'm a culprit of yelling at the TV. Do you me. play video games? No. None. I, none. Zero. None. I did a little bit when I was younger, but man, I was an outside kid. That's funny. I just fished all that. I've been um, I've been playing uh, PGA golf. Okay. And uh, I got in this group of uh, guys that have come through here that all play, and so every now and then I'll just get this text message: "Anyone want to play around?" And I'll get on. I'll play with them. That's about. I can't play any of the shooter games because they make me nauseous. Right. They drive me fucking. Yeah, man. I just I had I did have like consoles and stuff. My stepbrother, he was, he took over the console. He he was way better at video games than I was. I was a more hunting and fishing kid and kind of outside i mean my band members they love video games man yeah. they'll, they'll play they'll we have a flat screen in our rig that we travel in and they'll be playing like mario kart back there or that's something pretty funny. you know what i mean like they'll just be chilling because we're on the road all the time yeah i guess that's the time to do it i play golf with these with these these guys and i'm just like i don't they i'm not saying they have more free time than i do because right. they're all touring but at the same time it's like i think they have more free time than yeah, i do sure I mean, when I get home at night, the last thing I want to do is sit up till midnight. Right. And they're two hours later because they're all in Nashville, and I'm just like, I don't even know how you guys are doing it. They're like, oh, right. we just got off work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bed, yeah, I'm dude. Going to bed. Get ready for the next day. I can't <laughs> do that. So the rest of the year, you got uh, Night in the Park, yep. Yearington. Is that what it's called? Night in the Country. Night in the Country. Yeah. Boy, my head's all over the place. Night in the Country. And then when you go, you said Modesto. We're doing the Fruit Yard Amphitheater with Parker McCollum. Badass. Yeah, that's I'm stoked cool. to see him. Yeah. Um, and then you've got what's what's going on the rest of the year? Man, I think we've got some shows back in Texas. Uh it's been a while since we've been back home. We uh playing some college markets down there and some more festivals and stuff and we kinda we slow down a little bit in the fall. We hit we try to hit the college towns when school gets back, you know, but I'm such a big hunter, I take off a lot of time to hunt. Right. So what's your go to for hunting? Man, whitetail is my favorite to hunt. Um I've got some property around close to my house and then through being on the road all the time i meet a lot of people that have ranches that invite me to go out which is awesome sure to go hunt their places and hang out and 
it was just kind of a way of life for me back home. That's what we did growing up. It's pretty neat. So yeah, I love it. When I'm not playing music, that's you can ask my wife. And I'm always out in the woods. <laughs> I used to fish when I was younger. Haven't yeah. done that in a long time. Uh, bought a boat, started surfing. That kind of changed everything for me. I'm yeah, a, I'd rather I'd rather surf than sure. fish. Um, never really got into hunting deer or anything, but um, I butchered for about seven years. The family okay. had a butcher shop here, so I'd say about, I guess. Probably like five months ago, I yeah. had a band come through here, and a kid was playing that was mentored by someone from the band Train. Oh, nice. And he was like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing tonight, let alone tomorrow. He's like, you want to go on a road trip? I'm like, sure, what are we doing? Well, he has a cattle ranch up in Manti, Utah. Okay. He's like, if you come up, I'll give you a quarter beef. And I was like, I'm in. Heck no questions yeah. asked. I so, say, you know how much that costs. Dude, it was 40 minutes from Salt Lake. So oh, I was okay. like, holy shit, that was quite the drive. Right. But yeah, it turned yeah. out to be fun. He has a house in St. George. We went out to uh, the dunes and ran around some razors for a while, then continued our way up to Manti, and they got this this nice. qu- quarter beef. Turns out to be one of the neatest dudes, like super cool, races Baja. Just That's cool. He's man. living the dream and yeah. um, this whole this whole beef thing. So we're actually, next week, I still have so much ground beef, I don't know what to do with it because a quarter beef's a lot. Right. But I got that and all the steaks and everything, but we're going to, like bring a bunch of beef up with us and stuff yeah. that I got from him up back up to Utah to go eat it up there. Yeah, that's my that's our thing, man. I just I hunt so much that you know freezers day, full. Oh my god, it's I mean I killed like seven or eight deer last year. Holy cow! And so I've got this big deep freezer now. Granted, I do give away a lot of deer. Sure. Too. Like the first deer I kill every year goes to my brother automatically. You give him everything. You keep the back strap or anything like no, that. No, usually he the gets first, everything. First deer I have it done for him give it to him he loves it you know just because it's just my wife me and my wife and no, the kids my one-year-old yeah. you know what i mean like we're not gonna eat that's a lot 40 pounds of ground deer right you know? and so yeah but i'm freaking out sometimes because i'll be on the road for two weeks in the middle of the summer in texas and you know there's always that fear of like your deep freezer going out. Oh yeah. So I'm texting my wife I'm like, "Hey, uh, you just, check it. Just walk out there and just just check it." I'm She's surprised like, you don't have a camera on it. <laughs> I know. She's like, "It's fine, babe. It's not. It's frozen still." I'm like, "I'm just saying, if that goes bad, I mean, there's fifteen hundred dollars worth of food gone, gone." What's your favorite out of a deer? What's your favorite piece of meat? Um, man, I probably, I mean, I'd probably say the back strap, but honestly, the tenderloins. Yeah, tenderloins are really, really good, but. I pretty much like anything. Most of the time, I get it all ground up. Right. Like, no matter what it is, like, I'll just ground it all up. Because we eat a lot of taco. Oh, taco there you meat. go. And I'll mix Venice it with some tacos. burgers. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, a pound of it will feed us. Yeah. No problem. Heck, yeah. That's what. We go, every, they put everything in these little bags. We just grab a bag, yeah. defrost it, and throw it out there. We eat a lot of tacos, too. Right. I don't know who the fuck I'm kidding. We eat a lot of that. Well, actually, my favorite thing to do with it is, though, is have jalapeno and cheese summer sausage made up oh yeah so i'll get three pound sticks about probably a foot long and i'll just cut them up in slices jalapeno and cheese snack on it you know and crackers or something it's fucking rad so good dude all from home that's rad How, what's that i said yep yeah i don't think it's much better than that i've got a buddy that lives in san diego that fishes a lot mm-hmm. whenever he comes to vegas he just stays at the house and like can't charge your friend to to stay there right. so i just tell him to bring me fish so in my freezer yeah. i've got a whole bunch of yellowtail and tuna oh and we have sushi nights at the house because yeah. it's the shit's fresh as hell. They yeah. literally catch it, freeze it, and yeah, that's awesome, dude. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm hurting for meat, but yeah, if the freezer goes out, you're fucked, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's hard. I don't even want to think about it. I'm I'll probably you, text her right now to check on it. Yeah, <laughs> you. Sh- I'm telling you, you should have her get you like a ring camera that just points right at the <laughs> thermometer that's on the <laughs> yeah. side of it, so you don't have to bother her. Anymore. Right. That's a great Christmas present. Yeah, absolutely. You, know that? <laughs> you can put together any show you want to put together in any venue. 
bring your friends? What bands are you going to put on that show with you? Oh, my gosh, dude. That's so hard to say. Man, I have never thought about that. That's why I'm supposed to catch you like this, dude. The dream venue for us right now would definitely be Red Rocks. Hell yes. I always want to play Red Rocks. Um, Just heard so many amazing things. I've driven by it, never went. Probably won't ever go until I get the chance to play. I've been there two or three times, never for a show. Only really? during the yeah, one of my really good friends lives in Denver, and we'll go there, and he'll show it to me during the daytime. Yeah. I've ran up the stairs a few times, yeah. soaked it up with the kid, you know, just really yeah. like looked at it. But I've never been to a show. Same thing. I want to go. I want to go at night, but I don't want to go for any band. I want to go for a band where sure. you can truly experience everything. Yeah, man, that's tough. I don't know what bands I would throw on that. That's we're f- we're just such fans of pretty much freaking everybody, honestly, because we get a chance. We get. Everybody I would throw on it, I probably play, got to play a show with, and they right. were so cool with Well, who do you want to share with? Like, Is there an artist that you haven't played with that you're like mm. yearning to play with? Willie Nelson, shit like that. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd have to think. I would. Uh, Blackberry Smoke is one of my favorite bands. They're a southern rock group. They've been on that stage. Really? Yes, sir. Blackberry Smoke's one of my favorites. I've got, this is one of their songs, actually. Oh, that's pretty cool. Tattooed on my arm. And so um, I would love to do a show with them. I don't know, man. Maybe something like uh, maybe something like Eric Church would be cool, or Aldine. Right. I would say Aldine. Aldine's probably my favorite. Yeah. So yeah, we throw Aldine on Eric one Church. hell of a show, man. That's yeah. a big show. That'd be a big one. Uh, any big new budget. artists that you're listening to right now that you're that you're digging on? Yeah, man. Um, let me try to think. Just like everybody's really our buddies yep. you know like there's a band from east texas a band called joint custody yep never heard of them yeah they're a just a real gritty southern rock band kind of have that whiskey myers vibe to them and whiskey myers obviously right i've listened to them they played since, here too yeah since i was in high school uh listen those to, guys are nuts why you're thinking about that yeah. you know the loud and heavy fest that they did yes i went to their first one okay that first one of that and uh, uh, I was blown away. Oh, my God. Uh, because that, that's just, well, just both sides of that whole festival because it was, I don't know if it was punk rock or what those other bands were. And then you've got all these Cody Jinks and yeah, Whiskey yeah. Myers and everything like that. It was what it, I think I might have some video on my phone from yeah. that, but it was just unreal. I would, I would probably say, like, when I was getting into this music, like when I found Whiskey Myers, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, just the songs hit me, you know, because I realized that they were from basically kind of where we were from. Like we grew up, we were probably 40 minutes away from our hometowns, you know. And um, I listened to them a lot, man. Um, to be honest with you, man, I, I listened to a lot of um, my buddies, like Mike Ryan. Oh, I, I know Mike. Mike yeah. I, I know he played here not too long ago. He did. Mike, I think, is one of the best vocalists that has been in our scene in a long time he's amazing great songs great singer and he's a great dude we've hunted together and done some festivals you got his phone number oh yeah when you go back downstairs yeah that sign right in front of the door Uh that hole in the wall yeah it's from his band oh no (laughs) oh god and that happened in 2019 I'm going to have to we, ask him We won't it. fix it. Let him tell you the story. He gave us 100 bucks to fix it. When he just came back this time, he's like, why didn't you fix it? Why didn't it? you fix it? <laughs> I was like, because this is the story. Yeah, this is the story. This is where the sign the sign wasn't there when the hole got punched oh, there. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, man, Mike, um, like I said, our buddy's joint custody. If uh, they're, I'm going to have to go listen to them. Man, they're getting started, man, They're Good. and they're killing it. They're doing a great job live. They got this whole harmony thing, like four-part harmony. Um, 
our buddies Colby Cooper, you know, Casey Donahue. I got Colby's first show coming up here, end of the year. Okay. Uh, it's, dude, I dude. haven't even announced it yet, but yes, I'm so looking forward. I dude, like that kid. He, I've never met him, but I'm like... A freaking solid dude, good yeah. as gold. We actually live not far from each other. We get together every now and then, play some golf or whatever, and catch up. But right. Colby's gonna pack this place. Yeah, he's a badass. Music's dude, man. great, yep. great dude. I mean, and man, he's freaking. You know, he's younger than me, and he's got two more kids than I do, and he's killing. He's like balancing the on the road thing and being a great dad at the same time. That's you know, and tough. I respect anyone you know, that can live the life that we do and be a great dad and, and be a rock star at the same time. Do you know Jeremy McComb? Yes. So he just played through here. He's a good buddy of mine. Yeah. He, and I seem to always book him in the summertime, which is rad because yeah. his family goes on the road. He's got two kids, the yeah, wife, yeah. and they get on the bus, and that's just what they do. Right. And I'm like, that, to me, you would have yeah. to think at some point has probably got to be one of the coolest things sure. ever. That's kind of the goal, honestly, like everybody talks about it, like, and there's some guys that do it, like Parker, like his wife Hallie goes on the road with him. Right. And, you know, Aldine, their kids sometimes go with yep. them. That'd be the goal is to, you know, have your own bus for you, your wife, and your kiddos where they could come on the road with you and hang out. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, that's living the dream, literally. That's, yeah, that's the dream. Having right. your own bus with your family on it. And, and, you know, you think, like, all the rock stars that aren't family men, which is cool, too, like, they're all like, oh, I want my own bus so I could party and throw down and do this and that. And I'm like, man, Hold when on. you have a family. Coetzel. Go ahead, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, when when you have a family, man, it just changes yeah. your whole perspective. You, you were that, you know, thinking about the partying and stuff, and then, you know, and then you just go, ah, it'd be cool to kind of bring them on the road so they could see what dad gets to do. Experience it all. Yeah. Yeah. And trust me, I've been on many of those nights of Coast Bus, and I've had a damn good time. I can promise you that. Um, yeah. <laughs> those I've, are our boys. Again, I will tell you, I've heard some things. <laughs> tell people how to find you online. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chris Colston underscore. Uh, Twitter, I think it's Chris Colston. Facebook, Chris Colston. Just look from a picture there. And uh, uh, Spotify, iTunes. Look up the music. we got a new song out, and we got some more coming. So... I love it. Yeah. Thanks again for the time. This is fun, man.